0: Hello, everyone. This is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge Podcast.
1: i to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes in I believe that God's going to let me live to pack it
0: until all around the world it's been circulated.
1: Greetings, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another episode of the Believer's Faith Challenge Podcast. We're back in the studio again here after an interview with Brother Fred Chihinji over the air. We we're not able to record that directly from the studio. But we're back here at Clover the Bible Way, Our Brother Tim Dell with me here. Today we'll be discussing a different subject. We don't have anybody to interview. We're not making a report on a specific country. But since that since this podcast is mission-oriented, we thought that we will discuss missions in general, in the light of the message. Without further ado, I have Brother Tim Dodd here, and I'll start with the first question, Brother Tim Dodd. Brother Tim, what is missions? Is it building a school? Is it building a hospital? Is it purchasing material, books? How do you define missions? And as a mission director here at Clover the Bible, can you tell us a little bit of what your perspective is here when it comes to missions?
0: That's a very good question, Brother Jean, because I find that people confuse missions and humanitarian work mm-hmm. and I differentiate the two you know as as Jesus said, the poor you have always with you right you know when the disciples were questioning the use of funds, you know this this uh perfume could have been sold and given to the poor, et cetera, right. et cetera. <laughs> But missions is the other side of it, in that Jesus said, "But she has done a good work unto me," right? And that's really what missions is, as far as ministering to the body of Christ, and in particular, um, you know, the the first commission was, "Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel." Mm-hmm. That's the commission to the church, right? And the first example minister is the Apostle Paul, who did not just stay in Jerusalem, nor uh, did he you know, locate himself in a local church, but he began to be what we would call a legitimate missionary right? and travel and uh, establish churches and bring people into the light of the hour, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so that to me defines missions work. It must be to the body of Christ, number one. Number two, it must be to their spiritual more than their
1: natural benefit. Right. The gospel must be okay. preached. Though to support the spiritual benefit, there might be some natural work needed.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, we don't we don't live in our Theophany bodies yet. <laughs> so we have natural bodies and there becomes natural needs. You know, when people get saved, the order of the word is that they be gathered together. And, uh, you know, as you see the end time approach, gather yourselves together mm-hmm. the more so. And so there's churches, there's ministry, pastors need to be uh, nurtured, and and the Holy Spirit raised them up, and then we can take the Word as it grows in a place, and, and we've been blessed in Cloverdale Bible Way to handle different levels of involvement in different places, and I, I guess I there's a lot that can be said in this subject, but... Uh, let me just say, I, I divide missions into two things, and one is the, the going after souls, which is to say, finding the bride mm-hmm. is one component, and number two is clothing the bride. Right. So those are, those are two main components, and we know that the bride is clothed with the Word of God. Maybe I could start with, and I'm just kind of going with this, Brother John, but uh, maybe I could start with a quote from the very first Believer's Faith Challenge report. And it's interesting because I think this would have been written by Brother Biscoll And on the front page of the very first Believer's Faith Challenge report, Brother Biscoll lays out, um, this would be I'm looking for a date on this, October of 1981. Mm -hmm. Uh, He lays out the basis on which Bible believers or the mission fund has been functioning and producing results. Number one, God leads us to a God called Holy Spirit-filled man who is burdened and already doing everything in his power, even with limited means to get the message out. Mm -hmm. That's very important. Number two, we visit the area and we become intimately acquainted with the people and the needs facing the ministry. The needs are assessed as to the best way to meet the most urgent ones. Number three, then these needs are made known to those churches and individuals who desire to help those precious believers. And number four, now the need grows overseas and more at home want to be a part, thus this little circular to keep you informed. or in other words, he's introducing this is a very first believers' faith challenge report. Mm-hmm. All right so that's the principle is that God works in the local area through local people yeah. And that's what we do is we assist whether it be to help locate
1: the bride or to clothe the bride, which is a key component. Before we we go any further there, Brother Tim, um, I like the two major components that you've introduced there. Number one is to find the bride and number two, to clothe the bride. If we can take a step back here, and uh, we know in the message, Brother Adam talks about the missionary age, what you had like men of God that were anointed, and the man anointing to get the gospel out. And that was known as the missionary age. How is that different from how missions are supposed to be done or the purpose of the missions now in the light of the end-time message under a different anointing.
0: That's a, that's a very key aspect of it, Brother Jean, because a lot of people don't recognize the significance of the change of anointing from the man anointing to the eagle anointing. Mm-hmm. If I would go back and say even if we go back to the ox anointing, we know that the church under the Holy Spirit responded to the need in that hour in a certain way, under the ox anointing, right, and it was a sacrificial anointing, mm-hmm. and so that the the people of God willingly gave their lives. It's not that they don't give their lives uh, now for the gospel, or they they didn't give their lives in the man age, but that was the anointing. That was the main establishment of it. Now, in the man age, there were things that rose up. There were there were different um, uh, circumstances that arose in the world, such as worldwide travel, shipping, uh, colonialization, different things that arose. And the Holy Spirit responded to what was happening in the age with a man anointing. And under that anointing, men went out to reach out into these countries that were previously quite unreachable. And so that was the man age. But the anointing has changed again. And I view it specifically now in the light of what Brother Branham talks about at the end of the man anointing, which is 1962. He preaches a message called end-time evangelism. Mm-hmm. Okay, And he, he brings out several points here. And let me just point to it, if you don't mind, just for a moment. He says, He says, in the evening time, the seeds are planted now for the evening time bride tree when the tree of life returns back to the bride tree. Mm-hmm. So number one, we're in the evening time. Number two, the seeds are planted for a specific purpose, right, to produce a bride tree. He says, so the evening time evangelism will be the mark of Malachi 4 to restore the faith of the people back to the faith of the fathers, back to the building stones. Mm. All right, so the... The evangelism of the end time is tied to Malachi 4. Right. Now it's it goes on and it says he goes on and I'm not going to read everything but he says but today it's members decisions. It's bring in members of the church. Now that describes the man age idea right. of, of evangelism and missionary work, okay? And he says it's decisions, it's bring in members of the church, so many members and then he says that ain't evening time evangelism mm. okay so he's the so then the anointing of the denominational idea in the man age and the whole anointing of that hour is to gather as many as possible so that's not what we're about anymore okay he says he calls it decisions joining a church and then then he says decisions are stones he says what good is stones if you haven't got a stonemason to shape them out mm-hmm. Confessions is stones. When Peter made his confession, Jesus said, Thou art Peter, a little stone. He says, Just want to ask you, what good is a decision? What good is putting your name on a book? What good is it come to join the church? If the stonemason isn't there, that'll shape and make them, quit this and that, cut them and make them over this way, square them up and make them like Christians that sets in the house of God with signs following the believers. Amen. Okay, so so there's a purpose now in bringing souls in. It isn't numbers, and you know this is particularly um, poignant if I can say it that way in the light of what's happening in Uganda. You know, in that we have great numbers coming in, right. but the purpose isn't numbers. The purpose never was numbers, mm-hmm. and that highlights the importance of getting the getting the message to them with qualified, mature ministers able to instruct them in the Word of God and cut away all the superfluous uh, denominational ideas from their confession mm-hmm. and shape those stones to be a part of the Bride of Jesus Christ. Right. So Brother Ram says God's looking for character, not membership. And then he's talking about Eliezer going to get a bride for Isaac. He said he sweated it out until he found character. He says, Abraham put him responsible, as God puts us responsible. We ministers hunt my bride.
1: Wow. That that's almost like a commission there. That is a commission there. And that's a perfect, perfect type here of what missions is all about in under the light of the message. As you as you mentioned earlier on, it's about finding the bride and getting her ready. And this is exactly the commission that Abraham gives to Eliezer here. Right. He's not he's not looking for, he
0: doesn't say go gather a bunch of women. Right. <laughs> he's not looking for numbers. <laughs> it, it's not an Ahasuerus call. <laughs> it's an Isaac call. That's it. It's an individual bride and an individual bridegroom. Ahasuerus scoured the kingdom for every fair virgin in right. the land mm-hmm. and then made his choice. God knows who the bride is. Mm. And the elect of the hour are quickened by the message of the hour.
1: I like that. And just for those who are listening, I believe these quotes are coming from the end time evangelism message, and That's that right. the reference is 1962-0603. Amen.
0: All right, so let me let me go a little bit further. Um, he says in paragraph two hundred and twenty two, if people want to refer to it. He says, getting the bride ready, that's what it is. Now, we're going to end right here by this. The end time message is to get the bride ready and prepared for the rapture. Amen. So you see? Yeah. So that God knows who the bride is. Yep. Sons are always sons. The elect is the elect. Mm-hmm. God knows in the entire world how many seed he has, yep. who will believe his word. So so it's not a denominational idea of, of maximum visibility in order to you know gain somebody's confidence in some kind of a denominational movement Mm. no it's the leadership of the holy spirit that leads us into certain places and amongst certain individuals because he knows like he said to paul about i believe it was the city of corinth you know fear not to go into corinth i have much seed there right right i have much souls there Mm -hmm. many souls there so So we find that that's the same in this hour. Now we're back to that kind of leadership. We must be led of the Holy Spirit. It's not a broadcasting, um, you know, put out some sort of uh, whatever it is, program, I guess you'd say, and try and gain numbers. Numbers may come, but it might be one or two if God leads it. God's the one that knows exactly how to operate in a certain area. He might work mm. in a country like Uganda and broadcast it very widely. Or he might look work in a country like, um, well, I, I think of a, a brother in Bolivia who takes message books to very small groups of native people or, or in Ethiopia. Just one here and one there, and, and the message begins to take root and the translation begins to happen and different things uh, begin to, the supernatural always takes place because the supernatural always follows the word of God. Yes, sir. But uh, it's following the word of God,
1: not leading the word of God. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can say that uh, under a man anointing or even just among denominations is that a successful missionary effort is measured by how many people but the numbers, how many people have been gathered, Right. how many members have been added, then we can say that was successful. Mm-hmm. And not so in the light of the message. We're not after numbers, even though, as you mentioned in Uganda, there is numbers, but that's not what this is about. This is about finding that bride. It's mm-hmm. about finding character. Exactly. What would it be if we could bring 100,000
0: souls to baptism in Uganda and have no message books to give them? Right. We would have failed at the commission. Mm-hmm the two-part commission. Number one is find the bride, but number two is clothe the bride. And Brother Branham uh, talks about it in another message called Evening Messenger. He says that's the messenger of the last days is first find that church where they will believe the message. Mm -hmm. Hunt it. He says, can you read what I'm talking about? Hunt where that church is that'll let you come in, won't close the door in your face, and then when you do there... Then you found character, all right? So that's the character, Mm -hmm. the one that will receive the word. And then he makes a statement directly after it, the very next sentence. Now, if she will stand still long enough to tell her how the bride's got to be dressed. Yes, sir. She's got to be clothed. And so, number one, character to receive the word. Number two, the right kind of uh, Mm character. Patience on her part and character, mm-hmm. and I'll say vision that will stand still and be clothed in the word. The transformation of this message and the the quickening of the revelation of not just who Jesus Christ is, that's the new birth, the revelation of Jesus Christ personally to you, but the quickening of the individual seeing their name. Mm. Brother Bram talks about hearing from your theophany, right? you know, these things are very real that can only take place under the anointing of the hour, or and again, you've talked about the man anointing, uh, the, under that under that, that move of the Holy Spirit likened unto a man in the book of Revelation, that anointing is no longer here. The effects or after effects of it is still here. Mm-hmm. And people still look back prior to the opening of the seals and say, well, the church should do this, and the church did that, and there are certain things that come out of uh, that man era. But the church has moved on, mm-hmm. and we must move in the light of this hour. Amen. You know, it was Brother Branham in 1962 also, present stage of my ministry. So we've referred to three messages. If people want to read them in their entirety, that's end-time evangelism. You already gave the reference. Evening Messenger which is January 16th, 1963. And the third one is present stage of my ministry, uh, September 8th, 1962, where Brother Branham says, I'm trusting in him someday, I don't know when, for a crowning of my ministry. I hope he'll crown my ministry with this, of letting me take the clothes of the Word and dress his bride in the clothes of the Word, and for his righteousness. Amen. So that those are the things that I tie together when I think about mission work. But, you know, maybe we could get into uh, some of the details, some of the components. So we've talked about find the bride, clothe the bride.
1: Yeah. So if we take the type of eleezer, which is what we're basing this off, At least in the quotes that you read, Brother Bradham refers back to Eliezer because that's the commission, that's the vision of the end time message to find that bride. Right, Eliezer. We can say then in the Old Testament, when it comes to finding a bride, Eliezer is that apostle. Brother Bradham says that the word apostle means one who is sent. Mm -hmm. It's the same word for missionary. Right. So here's Eliezer as a missionary, as an apostle, as one who is sent with the commission to go find that bride, number one, but then get her ready. Yeah. And all that the bride needed to be ready was provided already by Abraham. So as you said, finding the bride is one thing, but getting her ready is that second part.
0: You said it very well, Brother John. What she needed, Eliezer had. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's key in that Abraham, the father, Put the gifts in the hands of the, and I like the missionary, one cent, right. Ezer sent to get a bride. And so he puts everything that's needed into his hands. That's what we have in this message. Right. God put this message into William Branham's hands. Mm-hmm. Brother Branham spoke the entirety of the word as he said that God would crown my ministry by taking the word, allowing me to take the word and clothe the bride. I believe that's what we have. Mm-hmm. And so we must clothe the bride in the word. And so uh, we have that. I I think without this message, you can't effectively do mission work. You can't. No, it's not about uh, altar calls and and salvation of souls and get them to see Jesus uh, as their savior, which is part of the message, Mm -hmm. but it's incomplete. The work is incomplete on just a salvation message. Yeah. We have come to the end time, the evening time, that requires evening time evangelism.
1: Amen. I, I like that word that you that you chose there, that Joseph word incomplete. And I think this, this or encapsulates what Brother Barham is saying in the course that we've read. He's saying, listen, this is evening light. We are at the end. We're no longer under the man anointing. We're no longer in the beginning of the church. This is end time. This is the last church age. Mission It's done differently. The mission's work now is not about what you used to do, but it's about Malachi 4. Mm -hmm. Now it's time to get a bride and get her ready. That's all this is all about. But then if you don't get her ready, then it's incomplete, as you said. Right. If God had not opened the seals and lost the mysteries in his end time and given us the word, was he going to be able to clothe a bride? That would be an incomplete work.
0: Exactly. It would be
1: impossible to do the
0: work of end time evangelism without this message. Amen just impossible. So God gave us the message to do that. But let me take a step back, finding the bride, as Brother Bram says, the character is to get her to stand still. And you talked about some things, that there are natural things, such as we've encountered in Uganda and in Ethiopia, and I'm sure in other places, where people don't have a place to gather. Mm -hmm. So they come into the message, they receive the message out of denomination, and they so they don't have a, a anything to worship, uh, free from the elements, and so uh, that creates a problem. Yeah, in that she can't stand still. Hmm. You see, that's a good thought. <laughs> if 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 she has to, you know, if a service is canceled because of weather and you know different things like that, so so we have had to, and and I thank God for the brothers and sisters that have contributed to the church building side of what has gone on, and and I, I'll come back to other things, but on that particular need, there is sometimes a need of that to let the bride stand still, mm-hmm. you see, to hear the Word, to feed on the Word. That's important. Another one is uh, the brothers that are in these poverty-stricken countries, as we read Brother Biscoe's original uh, vision was to find a Holy Spirit God called man mm-hmm. who had a burden for His people. Yeah. Okay. Well, a lot of times in the especially in the poor countries, a Holy Spirit God called man can't afford gas in his vehicle to go out and preach to the bride. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's necessary when there's a great call to help him get to the destination. Yeah. And these are all logistical things that fit into the mission's vision. But right. I want to emphasize our main vision is to clothe the bride. That is translation and printing of the message. Mm-hmm. That has to be emphasized. though. That is the key element. As we said, without that, you say clothe the bride. We're not talking a humanitarian program here. Right. We're not talking natural clothing. <laughs> We're talking spiritual clothing in the wedding garment of the Word. <laughs> And uh, it has to. There has to be translation. There has to be printing. There has to be. And I and I want to say, if there's any minister listening to this, Brother Brown said, God commissions us ministers to hunt His bride. Yes, sir. And if you're not um, supporting the translation and the and the printing of the message, the getting the message into the people's hands, uh, I question. You know, just traveling somewhere and preaching—whether that is the full effectiveness of what God wants us to be doing in this hour.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that that's that's so powerful, and it brings a lot a lot of clarity, maybe to to our listeners. For some, we may think that you know our involvement in places like Uganda, for example. Yes, we've built latrines. Yes, we built sanitary facilities. We built shelters. We've built uh, places of where people could gather. And that might that may look like a humanitarian effort, mm-hmm. but that's a small aspect that's a part of the bigger v- picture, which is to get that bride to stand still so mm-hmm. she can be clothed. Because where else is she gonna gather if she doesn't have a place of worship? How how else are they gonna reach out to those souls if they don't have a method of transportation? Right. I like what you're saying about the man ages that there was an industrial revolution, civilization, technology made it possible to not access those places. And the Holy Spirit used that. But to achieve a greater purpose, it wasn't about, oh, now you can travel. It was about now we can actually find souls in those areas. Similarly, in places like Africa or like specifically Uganda, there might be a need to do some humanitarian. And I'm doing this with air quotes here. But this is not what this is all about. It's about finding that bright. Exactly, brother John. Exactly. If it
0: doesn't fit into the aspect of finding the bride, um, we then it's and, only humanitarian. <laughs> yeah, we try and stay away from it. You know, it's we. There just isn't enough funds to do everything that we feel like we would like to do, mm-hmm. and our emphasis and and a lot of support goes all over the world. And and I I want to say that when it comes to the message hub, uh, that that is not just. Bible believers in Cloverdale Bible Way, that is a cooperative effort of translators all around the world. Yes, sir. We've just added the Danish language for the first time, which stuns me. <laughs> you know, uh, it's a European language, but it's never been on the message hub. But it's just Incredible. been added to the message hub now, because a brother came forward and says, I've done some Danish translation. I'd like to put it on the hub and we discussed translation and and how he did it and different things like that. And and I felt like, yeah, it seems like he's got a right vision for translation. And so we gave him access to the Meshes Hub. So he's publishing messages in Danish. Wonderful. And I've got other languages that I'm waiting to add that I, I, I have to, I'll just reserve comment on just because they're, they're quite uh, remote languages, uh, native, what we would call maybe native mm-hmm. uh, languages. And, and so... But this is all done by people with a burden around the world. And we're just providing the Message Hub as an avenue for people to share the message in their language and also be able to get get it all formatted and everything like that and ready for printing so Mm -hmm. people can download it and
1: print it. I say thank God for a profit. Thank God for a message. Thank God for a message that gives us a clear vision of what mission is all about. Without a doubt, we know about denominations that Will invest a significant amount of funds to say build a well, right? Mm-hmm. Go build a well in a remote location and, and give the people water, which is amazing. Oh, wonderful! Go build a school so that you know we can uh, increase the percentage of how many people are educated in that in that region. Wonderful, but how that doesn't fit in the purpose of finding a bride? Right, exactly. That's a that's a. a that's a line in the center, a demarcation line, a clear difference in vision. And based on having a messenger, who tells us what we're supposed to do. And not having a messenger, where you do what seems right and what will be pleasing. Sometimes you, you run into things on the field
0: that are amazing. One of the things that I've been amazed with is a lot of the converts in Uganda have come out of churches that were sponsored or connected to denomination in some way, shape or another. Mm-hmm. And the vast majority of those people don't have Bibles. Aye. And so talk about a lack of a vision. That's how can a shocking. church, um, support, uh, how can a denomination support a church a minister, a building, different aspects of things and not provide them, with the number one ingredient of their life which, mm-hmm. which is a Bible. Mm-hmm. So that's caused us to print now thirty thousand Lugandan Bibles on top of about thirty I can't remember the exact number, thirty-five thousand I believe it is, Lugandan church age books. And we're printing ten thousand books a month in Lugandan, Ateso, Karamajong, Ranyakatara, mm-hmm. um I'm sorry, Kenya, Rwanda, not Ranyakatara. And uh, that's just in that one country. That's the emphasis. And, and by God's grace, it's it doesn't happen for free, mm-hmm. but the people are behind it. And uh, we're able to get these books into the hands Amen. of the bride over there that she might be clothed
1: with the revelation that's of the it. Word. That's it. What's the purpose of having a place to gather, of having a car to drive to those remote places if don't have the message if you don't have your bible if you cannot read the message in your own language amen amen
0: you know um you run into things there are problems that arise cultural problems uh, the way people uh, respond in ethiopia for example uh, the gospel went to ethiopia before it went to europe mm-hmm you know, most, a lot of people don't know that, but Christianity is not a European, not a European thing. It's Christianity came from the Middle East and Ethiopia had it just a few days after the day of Pentecost, just the Ethiopian eunuch and Mm -hmm. all of the persecution that arose and he took the gospel down into Ethiopia. Um, So that arose, then you've got, you know, the way that that has culturally developed in Ethiopia. And so, you know, the but the word, the revelation of the word conquers all cultural problems when people see it as the word of God. And that's the key. Mm-hmm. You know, I was explaining it, Brother Jean, to someone the other day, and I said, you know, you have to understand, this is someone that doesn't believe the message. I, I was just explaining to him. Said, you have to understand the whole Bible is, is the truth, I mm-hmm. says. But what happens is God promised that he would anoint a portion of the Word of God for the specific day that you're living in. Right. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God raises up a standard. And so what God does is he sends an anointed message out of the Bible Yes. in every age. And that Bible is to help the believer to be an overcomer or equip the believer to be an overcomer in his age. Right. And so that's the importance of a message for your age. Right. And so when they can see that the message is not something in addition to the Bible, but the message is the Bible anointed for your day. That's it. And when they can see that, then that will help them to grasp how God operates. Hmm. You know, missions, let me talk about, the financial side of missions for a minute. Is that all right? Yeah, I was actually
1: going to go there next. (laughs) Okay,
0: (laughs) Um, Missions operates financially different than the local church. And I I just want to say this, that the funds that come into missions is for missions. Right. You know, in the local church, you've got tithes, you've got offerings, you've got infrastructure, you know, you've got... uh, um, Building, building, maintenance, utilities—you know, you, you know—sound systems, all that kind of stuff that goes into a local church. You've got uh, uh, other things in Bible Way. There's a, there's a school that is associated with the church here. They have a campground. You know, all of these things. Those are those are things that the trustees have to struggle with and and maintain the uh, financial integrity. To maintain the infrastructure, but missions isn't that way. I could operate missions out of my home. I mean, that's <laughs> it, it. It doesn't need the building of the church, right? Right. Missions is the funds come in for the purpose of that this gospel would be preached in all the world. Mm-hmm. Comes in for the purpose. Some give to translation. Some give to printing. Some give to the building of of shelters, churches. As we call them, and and uh, you know, to be able for people to be able to gather and worship, and they give to to specific needs in specific areas, and that's what we take those funds and we do it. There's no there's no overhead per se. We're glad that we are a part of Cloverdale Bible Way, and this is under the original mission's vision of Brother Biskel, and he always operated it out of the church, and we continue to do that, but the the funds for mission financially is just funds going into the field mm-hmm. it's a it's a flow through so that concerned believers see the need that has been presented they give towards the need and then it, for us it's important that we report back and right. that's why we do articles we do podcasts we do Faith Challenge Report. Um, Faith Challenge Report, exactly. All of those things so that people can see that their money has
1: gone to what they have given it for. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Well, I think we've covered a substantial part of uh, the agenda, if I can say it that way, and everything that has to do with missions. I guess we can end here with, um, maybe you want to make a statement on two. Brother Barnum says that, Missions, you're always in the will of God when right. you do missions. Right.
0: No, that's very true. And so it's, you know, you're, you're, you always know you've got the blessing of God there. You're in the will of God. And that's where God watches over his people is when they're in his will. If you're in the path of duty, even if you fall, God's obligated to you mm-hmm. and he will pick you up and he will carry you forward. We that are quickened by the word of the hour. Especially those with the burden of the ministry, but everybody, our main purpose, our main commission, and our main responsibility is to find the rest of the bride. Amen. That's our number one responsibility. We can't we can't shirk that. We can't just say, Well, you know, I've got a nice church and you know, I've I've I'm kind of settled in and I believe the message and all of those things. No, if, if you're quickened by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit puts that burden on us in the last days yes, sir. to get this message out, to allow this message. I'm I'm glad I don't have to produce the message. Amen. That is to say, I don't have to find the message. I yeah. know what the message is. Yeah. But having that message in my hand now, I'm responsible that that will reach the people. I was just talking to uh, a pastor today in another country, and we were talking about printing and how... How we're going to print the Church Age book in a couple of languages, and 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 how we're going to print individual books, and we're talking about, you know, this is a place where God is moving very quickly, and and uh, you know, there's he as a local pastor was very, uh, very much had the vision, but he needed to just have a little bit of clarity. How are we going to accomplish it? It doesn't happen by itself. Somebody. Needs to provide the funds. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to have the no, know, the knowledge or the wherewithal of how to do it right. most efficiently. We don't just throw money at something. And the local people, they have the burden. Mm-hmm. Give them, give them the message books. Give them what they have need of, and
1: they'll carry it forward. Amen. And we're glad to be a part of that. Amen. Well, this is God's vision, and since it's God's vision, He sees to it that it's fulfilled, and we're always amazed how God continues to provide for these many needs that arise from places like Uganda or Ethiopia. And uh, my prayer after hearing this today, I just have a, a, a renewed sense or a renewed vision here in my, in my own heart for missions to realize that this this is what is God's heart, is to find His bride. You, you can't get any closer to God's purpose than this, to exactly. find the bride.
0: That's exactly it, Brother John. You know, we We need to stay sensitive to that. Mm -hmm. This is God's purpose. This is why he sent the message. There is a rapture that is about to take place for a bride that has been clothed with the word of God. We need to, if I can be so bold as to say, put away our own ideas. Mm -hmm. We need to let God do what he's going to do. And I've often said to many, uh, I said, if you had a message for your bride, in a foreign land and you put that message into the hands of somebody to mm. take to your bride you would want to make sure he got there yeah that's it and God's interested in missions amen he's making sure that the message gets
1: to his bride glory you can start preaching the bride Tim. <laughs> <laughs> amen that's wonderful well thank you to our listeners for being with us again today uh, I trust that you were blessed by this and then maybe we provided some clarity when it comes to the vision of the message in terms of missionary efforts. And once again, thank you for your giving, for your prayers, for your support. Everything that you give, all the prayers, pray, goes directly into pursuing this great vision of the last days. Until next time, God bless you.
0: Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends. The bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God.
1: This was another episode of the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're interested in more podcasts and more content as it pertains to mission, please go to our website at BibleWay.org, that's BibleWay.org, and subscribe to our newsletter we will make sure that we send you updates on a weekly basis of the works that the Lord is doing all over the world. Additionally, you can send us an email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. And once again, we'd like to thank you for your support. This podcast would not be a success without you. Until next time, may God bless you.